We're going to begin with this. The Vatican is saying nothing so far about a bombshell grand jury report on sex abuse by Roman Catholic priests. The Pope has a bigger agenda. He's got to get on with other things of talking about the environment and uh, protecting uh, migrants and carrying on the work of the church. We're not going to go down a rabbit hole on this. The church showed a complete disdain for victims. The Catholic Diocese of San Diego is addressing the sexual abuse scandal rocking the Catholic Church. Starting today, Bishop Robert McElroy would like to hear from parishioners and victims. Down to how do we make sure that, that Catholics know, the public knows, that the church is accountable, this diocese is accountable, and that their voices count. The church can do better. I am grateful that the bishop is having these sessions and that we have the opportunity to engage with him in discussion. I, I do feel like there were a lot of questions that were left unanswered. Kevin Kramer is another man who says he was asked to leave Wednesday's session. Kramer says he wanted to stay and tried volunteering to leave only if the room reached capacity. But then he said, no, you need to leave. And then I was forcibly removed. This is a church. We don't forcibly remove anybody. Because you know how like sometimes when you pray, you don't actually feel a connection sometimes, you know what I mean? But like when I was fasting, it was crazy. Like it, there was like a crazy connection. Like I felt, I felt like, you know what I mean? Like he had, <laughs> like we were conjoined by some sort of like umbilical cord. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, yeah, it was, bro. Like, it, was, it was super it cool. Was well, crazy, next, next time you fast, add an intention. We can fast for uh, Bishop McElroy together. For conversion. Oh, okay, you know? he wants to jump right in. No, no, like, like, what do you call yeah. it? Okay. Oh, no, no, I'm just saying. I heard some stories <laughs> about you, bro. <laughs> this dude is a motherfucking big, he's like a legend around here. All right. Bro, around these parts. <laughs> you know what mm. I mean? He is a legend. This dude, this dude has, dang, do you feel like telling us a story and shit, bro? What the fuck? What's your beef with Bishop McElroy? Well, <clears throat> It's not so much that I have a beef with him. I just want him Good. to, to uh, uh, teach the Catholic faith. Okay. You know, so I think uh, we got to pray for got to pray for all of our shepherds. You know, all the bishops, and think, um, you know, it's it's a really difficult time in the church right now. There's a lot of confusion, and I think it's really important to pray and fast for okay. all the leadership in the church because they've got a really difficult job. Right. You know, with everything that's going on, and. Uh, I guess my concern was just, you know, at the time when they had those listening sessions, was that, was that like a couple years ago now? Right, that was, was 2018. Like, yeah. That listening oh, session? No, when, no, oh, that, that, was, that, that, that was recently. Well, no, not, that was 2018. Was it 18? Yeah. That's when uh, uh, McCarrick uh -huh, got yeah. found fucking all them little kids, uh -huh. little boys and shit. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, man, that's, that's what you're talking about, right? Yes. And, then, and then it was right after he got found like fucking little boys that 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 no 
I think it, it started with like a, a 300, 301, 301 priests got caught like... Oh, I think you're referring to the Pennsylvania Grand Jury Report? Right, then so after that, was, that there was a then yeah. McCarrick got found right. through that, right? Well, that was a... Uh, basically, all that became public, especially there was a testimony that came out from Archbishop uh, Vigano, who used to be the Apostolic Nuncio. Right. And so he came out with a letter, I think that was in August of that year, and uh, there was there was kind of like these those were like the three big news stories just about the the crisis in the church and uh, the sex abuse crisis specifically and a lot of the cover-up that was going on and so uh, that was an opportunity to sort of address publicly some of the issues that people had and there were a lot of questions at the time I remember uh, that people had about what was going on and I know you know I I had some concerns specifically about some stuff I don't we don't really need to get into it but just you know the things are going on at my parish that I used to be at um, and the listening sessions provided a, like a public forum to kind of bring up some mm -hmm. some things that I thought were uh, problematic. Right. You know, and that so need to be addressed, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so you know, and with you know, obviously, uh, got a. It's really important that we pray very intensely for all of our bishops and priests because they have a really difficult job, especially right now with like the way the culture is going. It's sure. just getting like off the rails. You yeah. Know? Sure. And, so, and, uh, and dude, if it wasn't for like internet too, you know what I mean? But nobody would. Nobody would really know. Right? Exa that's what I'm saying. They would it's, just rush it under the fucking exactly for, under the rug. Because imagine how like how long it's been going on for. It, but they didn't have that our technology back then. You know what I mean? It, it was like now that we have this technology, now we can find stuff out. Like, See, you know what I mean? Like that's why I feel like the internet is, man. The internet will amplify who you are. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. If you like fucking, you'll be watching a lot of porn and shit. Mm -hmm. If you wanna, if you wanna increase your faith, there's a lot of stuff that you could listen to that, that, that will make yeah. you learn about the faith. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you want to start about a doctor, everything, you know what I'm saying? It'll yeah, amplify yeah, yeah. who you are. It, or it can make you, know? you worse. It, it can make you, yeah, make it, you it, good yeah. or bad. Yeah. You know? But see, in a in, in good way, yeah, you're right. Yeah. In a good way, that internet spread out, like what the fuck happened yeah. and everybody started like waking up. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, so what do you think, so during the listening sessions, do you remember any of the questions you asked? Yeah, well, I specifically uh, it, 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 yeah. well, just just to, just to, just to, um, what do you call it? Just a disclosure. I was there at the listening session. <laughs> <with this laughs> yeah. motherfucker. I'm just saying, like, I'm just, I'm just yeah, asking yeah. for the folks that are yeah. like, listen, for yeah. the three people that are yeah. watching. You know what I mean? Sure. No, I asked uh, about a question specifically because I think one of the the big problems in our society is a lack of spiritual fatherhood, and so I. Uh, or just just fatherhood in general. I mean, you see so many broken families and yeah. divorces and oh, kids growing up without a father. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I just pointed out, I was like, hey, you know, uh, as our spiritual father, will you affirm us in the church's teachings? And I specifically brought up the issue of homosexuality because I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that, you know, studies have been done about a lot of the victims of the abuse. Mm -hmm. And like the John Jay report, like statistically, it was something like, 80% of the abuse was perpetrated on teenage boys. Yeah, and why so, is that? Why is it ain't all that like strange? Evil? That's the that's weird. That's why weird, is it ain't boys? it? That's crazy too. Of all the folks you could have raped and shit, man, little boys, and somebody said like, no, it's a power thing. Somebody was saying it's a power thing. That's why you wanna. But, at the, but at the same but, time, but if we got like millions of dollars, would you feel like, damn, I got all this gold? I feel like fucking a little boy right now. You know what I'm but saying? But it's like, like, but it's like the terrorists too. I'm just gonna like divert a little bit the terrorists though too they rape little boys as well you know what i mean like i don't know what the hell 
Why that, is it little boys? Well, I don't, I don't, I have no idea. Why are little kids getting fucking hurt? Like little boys get raped, and then, and then, and then we got, we got abortion and shit. They're killing little kids. Oh my god, dude. Why is it always little kids getting fucking hurt? And then they start doing the, 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 the what was that? Tra- the transvestite like uh, story hour, where all those. Oh, exactly. They're doing the restart to little fucking kids. Dude. Why but is I, it little kids? I'm not. Man? I'm not upset. I'm kids? not upset at like the trannies though. I'm more upset at the parents that are like, the kid doesn't make their decisions by coming to this library and having this tranny read him a story. You know what I mean? The parents made the decision for the kid to bring him there and put him in that position. Right. It's, it's like, it's in, it's insane. Like, And there's, I don't know, it's, it, you're right. You know, going back to you saying, you're talking about like, there's a lack of fathers. Bro, I grew up without a father. I grew up without a father and shit, man. And I think, uh, I think like for us and shit, man, we found fathers like around our neighborhood. We found fathers, like the father figure, like in the streets. You know what I mean? We felt safe running in in, in little packs, like wolf packs. You know yeah, what I'm saying? But you're feeling something though that you're missing. We were feeling something that we that, that that was missing. It was a father figure. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why, like, when we were kids, we wanted to be we wanted to be like the big dude, the one driving a nice car with a fucking dookie chain, pistols, and fucking. You know what I mean? That's what that was. That's that that's what men were yeah. in our neighborhood yeah you know what i mean fucking gold teeth and shit you know what i'm saying these are <laughs> fucking, and, and i ain't gonna lie to you these are fucking men these are fucking men bro like even 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 like you'd be surprised and shit man just because i know it sounds like a caricature but there are dudes i know that gold teeth and everything and shit bro and they're good fathers they're like dope ass fathers to their kids and shit man and they see like a whole bunch of kids that don't have fathers, they kind of take them in, mm. you know? But then you got some bad dudes and shit trying to raise the kids to do bad shit, you know? Like in the Philippines, yeah. you know? I mean, it's you, just you like- You see a it, run of pack, you got packs, you got packs of little kids running around in, in, in the streets and shit, bro, it's the killers. You got killers and shit like raising them to do, like, you know, in the, in the street, raising them, like teaching them to do bad shit. Later on, they become hitmen, you know what I mean? Breeding ground, that's I mean, why the like killing fields. You raise a dog, hitmen, huh? you know how pit bulls get a bad rep. It's just how they're raised, you know what I mean? All dogs can be killers. The only dog I got bit by was a fucking wiener dog. <laughs> Bruh, I'm going to divert a little bit. I wanted to talk about this, man. Did, do I, did I send? I got this fucking neighbor of mine and shit, right? <laughs> now, now, the reading today. For today, bro, I'm a, is it okay? <laughs> the reading for today is don't hate. Don't have anger in your heart, and I and I and I don't I don't have anger in my heart and shit, man. But look, this motherfucker and shit, bro. Well, he doesn't have anger in his heart. He got blood on his hands. No, 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 no. No, so 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 this dude, bro, he's an older dude. You know what I mean? And then this dude does this passive aggressive, like hi hi, trying to provoke me into fucking punching him and shit, bro. We got like this fucking whole history. But I always, I always, I forgave him, man. I was like, bruh, I understand. You want to act fucking stupid and shit, bruh. It's probably because your life is fucked up. Maybe you don't have something in order, maybe. And I feel sorry for him. We actually pray for this dude. You know what I mean? But the other day, he just pushed it too fucking hard. You know what I mean? And then, and then my wife got scared. You know? And I'm, I was thinking, bruh. Should I get like a fucking pit bull? Like, I, I wanted to get a pit bull, bro. I want to get like a, a a mean motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? I want to get a fucking chubacabra or something. You know what I mean? So when I I want an unreasonable ass fucking dog that when I fucking let him loose, now we all got a fucking run. <laughs> 
like, fucking get him, bloodbath. And turn around and all of us fucking run away. And you push your neighbor down as like a sacrificial lamb. Yeah, push my neighbor down. All of us fucking trip his ass and fucking run. Is that a sin? <laughs> we digressed really hard. We digressed no, but, uh, super hard. Confessions on Saturday from. <laughs> I know, bro. I know. Okay, so I so forgive. back to what you were saying. Back what you yeah. were saying about what, Bishop Macro. What were, what what's the answer to you when you brought up all the about the homophobic? Well, stuff so and, okay, so the question was specifically about. Uh, homosexuality and I, I quoted from the Catechism of the Catholic Church mm. and from the book of Leviticus and I just asked him simply to reaffirm us in the church's teaching and the reason I did it is so you know there's a lot of confusion in society right now about a lot of different issues uh, whether it's you know the morality of abortion let's say or uh, you know uh, homosexual activity specifically mm. no obviously you know the church is very clear on us and I think one thing the bishop is good about actually is that he's really good on emphasizing human dignity Mm-hmm. And uh, that every life has value and is sacred before God, which is true. And the, you know the fact that er- no one deserves to be unjustly discriminated against, right? Sure. So yeah. like every person deserves to be treated with respect and dignity. But at the same time, he doesn't uh, he doesn't take a very strong position on uh, sin and calling out sin and and calling people to repentance. You know, so it's it's like it's one thing to affirm somebody's dignity, and it's another thing to affirm a sin. And because it's not really helping a person if you're affirming. Uh, choices that they're making that are leading them away from God Mm -hmm. right so like when we choose willingly to act on uh, certain impulses that we have and we break God's commandments it's not good for us it's Mm -hmm. not good for society you know because sin has consequences that are social too it's not it's not caring it's not it's not it's not caring for somebody and shit if you tell them like if somebody like to cut his wrist and shit and you're like oh it's okay it's okay yeah you're you're cut your wrist you gotta you gotta you gotta say stop right right yeah, you it's gotta, just it's just like a friend saying if a friend cared and you were fucking up and a friend your friend actually cared about you, he'd say something. Yeah. But if they didn't like care, they, they like would just let you go about yet. your life well, and, it's, and, and it's, whatever. Uh, it's actually one of the spiritual works of mercy is to admonish the sinner, right? Or to uh, to uh, tell people when, when something is not right. So, you know, I just wanted to, because it, it's like, it kind of goes back into, like, people are really hungry for the truth. And I think there's a lot of confusion these days. And so I was, I was asking our bishop, you know, will you affirm us in the truth so that we can be sure that, you know, the, the truth is being defended and protected and proclaimed? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and for the record, he asked really fucking nicely. He asked really fucking nicely. He was like, uh, your highness, uh, what do you go? Oh, what'd you call him? Your excellency. Oh, your excellency. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to call him something. It's like you grabbed you know the ring, too. You're just like. You know what I mean? Uh, your Highness, uh, Your Excellency. He was. He was like that. You gave him mad respect. It, it, well, because actually, because uh, you know, you know, there, there's actually proof because uh, uh, there's people that actually um, they 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 recorded the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You can hear him. He didn't I'm surprised shout that, and I'm, yell. I'm surprised they actually recorded that. Everybody fucking started recording. But you know, but you know, but you know what I'm saying though. I'm surprised that they even let people. They didn't let people. But 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 you know what? But you know what I'm saying that they didn't regulate it somehow. How are you going to regulate folks on the phone? You could just tell them to turn off their phone or whatever. You that ain't going to fucking... Are you going to stop? Well, they, no. do that at, you know they do that at comedy shows now, I heard, where uh, they'll make you put your phone in a... In a little, sack. Yeah. In a sack that won't... That you won't so you can't it. broadcast... Is that is that what it is? So they're they're okay. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Well, I'm surprised they didn't make people put their phones in a sack. Yeah. 
Well, thank God they didn't know he can shed light on things that are going yeah, on. Exactly. Yeah. Because he asked, he asked real politely, man. He didn't shout, yell, fucking any of that, bro. He asked very politely, you know? And the answers. And what was the answer? Yeah. What well, did he say? It, from what I remember, it's been a little while, but it just, I felt a little bit disappointed in the answer that um, he, he didn't seem to be willing to fully affirm, uh, he's very good, like I said, he's very good about affirming the uh, church's teaching about, you know, we should not discriminate against people because of, you know, how they are and things like that. But uh, the fact was, he, he at the, in this particular instance, there, uh, you know, at the time, there was somebody working at my parish that was part of a group called uh, Call to Action, which is a group, it's a dissident group that's, they try to say that they're Catholic, but they're really working to undermine the church's teaching. And so part of the reason I asked my question was to kind of draw attention to the fact that uh, there was a, an issue, you know, at the parish that I used to go up along to. And so, you know, eventually, you know, through the course of the listening sessions, the, the gentleman resigned, and so the problem kind of got resolved. But um, anyway, uh, essentially... So there was a guy that was working for a group that doesn't like Catholics? Well, the, it's it's a group that they call themselves like a Catholic group, but, but they're not they're, really for. They're they're trying to undermine, especially on areas like against the sixth commandment, like uh, things What's like. What's the sixth con commandment? So uh, you know, thou shalt not commit adultery, right? Oh, okay. So things. Um, there's many different offenses against the sixth commandment. You know, lust, uh, prostitution, masturbation, fornication. You know, adultery. All that stuff is prohibited by the sixth commandment. And you so, know, that's really hard for, for folks to understand, too, man. Yeah, that's really hard for folks to understand about, like, like beating your dick off and shit, bro. You know, you know, it's, it, it sounds, it sounds like, why do you care if this dude's in this fucking room beating his dick? And it's not like we're trying to, like, pass a fucking law and tell everybody, stop, take the dick out your hand. And fucking, you know what I'm saying? We're not, we're, not, we're not trying to do all that. But it's one of those things that you were talking about. <laughs> well, you gotta say it like that. You know what I mean? Please, please. Take the dick out the head. Freeze you motherfuckers. But it's not, it's not, like, it's not like we're trying to do that, but it's one of those charitable things. It's charitable. Look, this kind of will fuck, it'll fuck your life up, man. Yeah. Like using, be, watching porn, beating your dick out, it'll fuck your mind up, bro. Those kinds of things, it can become habitual and it can, it can, it really does have negative consequences mentally and emotionally for people. I mean, it can become mentally an addiction. Mentally and emotionally and physically. physically. Yeah, spiritually. Mm -hmm. People are, bro, I ain't gonna lie. You, you get fucked, yeah. Bro, we, we're all dudes. I used to do that a long time ago and shit. I don't do that no more, bro. It's hard. That's what she said. <laughs> but I don't do it no more. You know what I mean? It's not good for you. you it's know? not good for you. It's not and good that's, for you. I mean, really, the idea with all God's commandments, it's like, it's uh, it's not like, oh, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, because God wants us to be miserable or well, put a burden on us. It's, 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 it's like, it's, hey, look, don't don't kill somebody because their friends are going to come back and fucking kill you. You know what I'm saying? Don't do adultery because it's going to fuck your life up. You know what I'm saying? Don't, like, be mad at your parents all the time. It's going to fuck your life up. Don't steal. These motherfuckers are gonna come looking for you and fuck your life up. These commandments are, are to save you. These right. commandments ain't, ain't ain't just to be like, stop, stop fucking stealing. Yeah, it's... like I can steal if I want to, you know. Well, we we do have free will and we can make choices, but there's there's consequences for our choices. And like yeah. Jesus came to give us abundant life, right? And uh, and if we are not following God's commandments in our lives, you know, I can just from my own experience, you know, whenever I've committed sins, it's like it makes me miserable. Mm -hmm. 
You know, it's God wants us to be happy. He wants us to be happy right. with Him for all eternity. Right. And so, you know, there are consequences to uh, when we make choices that are against God's will, against the commandments. They it does hurt us. You know, it, right. it is harmful not only to ourselves but to society. There's there's just there are consequences that happen. So back you were saying sixth commandment and Bishop McElroy, and then you were asking. Yeah, I just wanted him to reaffirm the church's mm -hmm. teaching about you know the gravity of uh, when we if we were to choose to act on a now just because somebody has a, a homosexual inclination you know it's a, it's a disorder of human sexuality because you know our sexuality is geared towards uh, two things it's geared towards the union of spouses and towards uh, reproduction you know it's how human race continues right sure. yeah. through the conjugal act and so uh, it's very important it's a very sacred thing you know and it's, yeah. it's kind of tied in with you know all the life issues and um, the fact is the life issues what like, life well, so like the, you know like, well, in our own country uh, we've had legalized abortion now since 1973 God, that, and that, something that like, word just I fucking hate that word bruh Hey, we went out to like Minnesota. Oh, what was it? Mawa Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin. We went out to Wisconsin, bro, and then this dude showed us, like, it was like a menu. Dude, it was. Remember? I have ne Okay, everyone knows what abortion is, right? We all know what abortion is. It pisses me off, whatever. But like JQ was saying, we went out to this guy, not purposefully, but he just passed him by. He's standing outside of an abortion clinic. But he actually showed us this fucking piece of paper that broke down the prices of the procedure. Like, like I'm, the fucking, like the brain, if you give us a brain, we'll buy that brain for this amount of money. Oh, we'll if you give us a, a torso, up. if you give us a torso, you like left or right arms and shit. Yeah, and there, yeah. There's okay. like prices. So oh. yeah, yeah. That's it's like um, a menu. You're like, fuck, what do you want me guy, for? Uh, I'll probably get like me a finger right now. There's a guy, David Delighton, that really did a great job exposing all that. Uh, he started this thing called the Center for Medical Progress. And they went undercover. So he he done work with uh, I think it's called Live Action, and then that guy that does uh, Project Veritas. Like they, I think they all know each other. But anyway, uh, David did a great hold job. Hold on, hold on, slow down. So this guy, David Delighton, he did an undercover thing. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty amazing. He, it, he started a group called the Center for Medical Progress, and they actually hold went on. And, uh, is that the one? Is that the one with the Cecil? Uh, Bro, where they were like, they had like fucking forceps, and they were picking up little arms and shit. Oh, and there was dude. a guy who was like, oh, so what can I get for this? And then they were picking, and there was like a little fucking. It, it looked, it, bro, it looked like that, that 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 little glass pan, the Pyrex pan that uh -huh. you bake like brownies yeah, in and yeah. shit. And then they had like a, a bunch of mush, and they would get forceps, bro. And they would pick up an arm. Is that the one you're talking about? I'm not sure specifically, but I know that they, they, were, they were talking about, you know, if you can actually watch, I think you can still watch the videos online, but essentially they caught them, because uh, it's, not only are they profiting from the abortions, but they were profiting from, they would get the, the women to sign off on allowing them to, basically, it turns out they were like selling the parts of the babies for, to scientists for, to research it. So it's a really, it's really a yeah, terrible injustice. I think, I think this is the one you're talking about. I think the, 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 the head, or CEO or some shit of of, of this thing was, uh, her name was Cecil. Cecil Richards, is that? I have no idea, okay. man, but it was Cecil. And then at the same time, somebody killed a lion in Africa that was named Cecil the Lion. And everybody started looking for Cecil the Lion and not her. And everybody was like, maybe it's a conspiracy. Who gives a, right? To, to take the attention off of like Cecil selling 
body parts. Baby bodies and shit. Instead of that, well, everybody would search for Cecil the Lion? I don't know. That's the, probably the, just a... The A, the a word, abortion, that, like, gives me the creeps, man. I fucking hate that word, like, like crazy. Like, and, it, and, and the normalization of that in the world we live in is fucking even crazier. Well, it's, it's really tragic to think about how many people we're missing, you know, and like, think about, like, we could have maybe had a cure for cancer or maybe, you know, the first... Corona. <laughs> Dude, but oh, like, you don't know, like, the, the one of those kids that was aboard could have been the next biggest, best doctor out there who could have found a fucking cure for yeah, something. Right. Right. You know what I mean? <clears throat> like, I just read this report... Um, this fucking doctor, he just died, but they looked in his property. He had over 2,000 aborted babies in his house. I don't know if you guys heard, saw that. What are you doing? I think that was in what Indiana. Did you, did you see, see that report? And they, they were, um, they were not mummified, but they were, uh, what's that one word where like you, you, you preserved, preserved, they were preserved. Cheryl and Allen, this has been challenging for authorities here in Will County. This is not a typical case. So many questions remain in this investigation, and the answers may never come because the doctor is no longer alive. Will County investigators sharing more details about a startling discovery last week at the home of Dr. Ulrich Clawford, who passed away earlier this month of natural causes. More than 2,200 medically preserved fetal remains from 2000 to 2002 stored in over 70 cardboard boxes in unincorporated Creek Township. Well, I can tell you in the 31 years that I've been doing this job, I've never seen anything like this ever. The he even had him in his fucking car. I don't know how many fucking fetus were in his car. He even had him in his he, car. I have no clue. You know what I'm in saying? In his house? In his house, in his car. Like, he that, had, like dead babies Dead babies, house? dude. And so they just did this like mass a burial Bruh, and stuff I'm, for the for really? the kids. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna post a link to that, and I'm gonna post a link to what's his name? Uh, David Delighton. David Delighton. I'm gonna try to find his. What do you got? I'm gonna post a link. Yeah, Center for Medical Progress. Down there, dude. All it's right. it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Go, but, but, so there's actually so, a court case going on right now because it's kind of crazy. So with who? He, the 2,000 kids? Well, no, David Delighton. David Delighton. He he exposed this evil of selling the parts of these babies that were victims of abortion. And then the state of California turned around and sued him. Ain't oh, that some the shit? State? Yeah. So. So how do we help this motherfucker? So I think he's being represented by the. Uh, there's a group called the Freedom of Conscious Defense Fund, and it's actually so, on appeal right now. Like he actually lost the first. Uh, I think it was a civil trial up in San Francisco, but obviously it'll be appealed. It was you know brand. And what was crazy was that the the judge in the case had actually been. Uh, helping to get a Planned Parenthood affiliate started up there in Northern California. So, I mean, that seems to me like he should have recused himself from that case, you know, because he has a, he's obviously a big supporter of abortion. Yeah. Uh, being so, so how do I, so, okay, so we can support this guy by? Uh, you can support him through your prayers primarily, but then also by. Primarily through prayers, and, rosaries, rosary yeah. intentions. And then also by donating to the uh, Freedom of Conscious Defense Fund, and there's other Freedom, uh, of, conscious. Freedom of Conscious Defense Fund. Fund, yeah. yeah. Boom. Yeah. So right, uh, there. right there. So yeah, they definitely could use our prayers and our financial assistance because it's expensive to. Bro, hell yeah, you know, man, hell if yeah, it is. Jail, bro, and if we go to jail, we're gonna have to put money on his books, bro. We yeah. Ser that's no ser no up, seriously, man. isn't like, that messed seriously, up? Like no joke. That's fucked so, up. I mean, man. that's. I mean, this is. It's crazy to me because you have somebody that exposed 
a great evil that was going on, and it's something that's against federal law. So you're not allowed to to, to profit off of the sale of uh, Dude, aborted that's babies. Just, so. It's just like the black market. You know what I mean? It's like a black market, but for like unborn children. Like, you know, there's already a black market out there for for human body parts and stuff like that. Yeah. You know that. How that's, much more than little? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Ones. Like, that's that, fucked up. So going back, so you were saying, okay, so you were saying that the six. The sixth commandment has like life issues, and that's the life issue. Well, that's, that's one of the, life well, the, the fifth commandment is thou shalt not kill. Oh. So that's more where the the life. But the, the sixth commandment's tied in with that because you were, you know, you think about because because like, of because of fucking you decide to kill somebody to to so. Well, for specifically with the sixth commandment, I'm thinking of something like contraception, which you know a lot of people don't realize that like the the pill, for example, the birth control pill, it can actually act as an abortifacient. So you know it has act as what and it's like so it's like a day the like a day after pill, uh, you know what I mean? Like uh, where I guess yeah people, the morning after yeah pill. the morning after pill where people you know they I guess have sex without contraceptive you know, but then they take this pill as a you know their get out of jail card go, for them yeah. you know what I mean, which is also which is abortion. Well, what happens you know? is uh, uh, a newly conceived human being has to attach itself to the uh, endometrium, and one of the consequences of taking that particular drug is that it, it weakens that uh, the, that part of the woman's body, and so that it's not able to attach, mm -hmm. and so then it, it just gets flushed out. So you could have a, a human being, you know, because life flushed starts out. at the moment. Yeah, the life starts at the moment of conception, right? And so you know, science is very clear about that, and uh, so when you get pregnant, it it's Possible, you know, through the, one of the effects of a uh, birth control pill, yeah. that chemical does have that effect. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm 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 gonna go out on a what do you call it, man? And correct me, because I I don't have any, you know, what I'm saying like you can correct me. Anytime. If they're wearing rubbers, or taking like the what do you call it, the the pill, if they're taking the pill, not like the morning after pill, but birth like control. birth control and shit, that's like a moral issue, right? It, well, it is more immoral. So it goes back. So there was a, a really famous encyclical of Paul VI uh -huh. called uh, Humanae Vitae. Humanae Vitae. Came out in uh, 1968. I'm going to post that at the bottom too, Humanae Vitae. And a actually, we just had the 50th anniversary of the document about two years ago, Bro, 2018. Actually, teach us, motherfucker. The reason why we had you here and shit. Look, look how this motherfucker brought books and shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Look how he, had, he, he got books. He knows a lot of shit. So, Teach us, what is Humana Vitae? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's one person probably watching that's like, what the fuck is that? Sure. So and that's going to be me. Yeah. No, that's, that's <laughs> me right now. Please a, do explain. It's encyclical, which is, encyclical is just a, it's a fancy letter for a, 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 an important letter that the Pope writes that's basically written either to all the bishops of the Catholic Church or all the faithful, or it could even be addressed to the entire world. And in this particular case... And those are called encyclicals. Yeah. So they, okay. they, it's like a, an important uh, papal document. And so in this particular one... Is that... Is that... Is it, are encyclicals... Are encyclicals... Uh, how do you call this, man? Um, what's, what's the word for it where, 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 where um, he speaks as... Like Christ speaks through him and then, and then it's not... Oh, like a, like an ex-cathedra statement or what something? What is ex so it means from the chair. <laughs> Fucking so, shit. Okay, okay. So, so when the, the Holy Father, okay. uh, when he's teaching on faith and morals, he can uh, he can reaffirm what the church has always taught in a way that's definitive. 
Okay. And so in this encyclical Humanae Vitae, the Holy Father, there was a lot of questions at that time about whether birth control should be considered immoral or so, moral. So he was reinforcing what he his... He reaffirmed what the church has always taught. Like, yeah. With his encyclical. Exactly, yeah. Okay. So I had, a, I had a actually really great... There's a, Which was free from, like, flaws. Well, specifically, ex-cathedral statements are infallible, but... Infallible is the, yeah, is the, infallible. Is the word I was looking for. So are, are all encyclicals infallible? Infallible means that, that, that what? What's infallible mean? So it, it means it's free from error, basically. From but it's error. not it's not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily apply. There's There's been very few ex-cathedra statements per se. I mean, there's been some very strong statements, but something like, you know, when, when the Pope said, like back in 1854, when they defined the dogma of the Immaculate Conception, okay. the dogma just means an, an, like a, uh, an interpretation of scripture. Okay. So like when the Pope said, you know, all Catholics need to believe that Our Lady was immaculately conceived. Uh, or for another example, in our like in 1950, uh, Pius XII defined the Assumption of Our Lady definitively. Okay. okay. So that's that's like a real ex cathedra statement. And then there, I actually have with me this encyclical by John Paul II called the Evangelium Vitae, and okay. the Gospel of Life is what it's known as. Encyclical so, letter of John Paul, bruh. So these letters are a whole book. Yeah, it's 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 a little bit of a read, but it's it's really excellent. And it I brought it with me just because I thought we might be you know talking about some of the life issues you know from Let's the, like talk life. about some of the life issues. That's what we're here for. Mm -hmm. So all right, so okay, so he so Pope Paul wrote an encyclical uh, encyclical mm -hmm. that was infallible, well, reinforcing the. It's part of the church's teaching. magisterial teaching. So okay. he, I don't know if he. I'm trying to think the exact phrase if he used like because there's like a formula that the Pope will use when they're when they're saying something like he, John Paul II does use a formula like that in Evangelium Vitae because he he very strongly reaffirms the Church's teaching that abortion is is intrinsically evil when it's uh, you know directly willed and then also you know things like euthanasia so but with, specifically with that one that you're asking me about it it reaffirmed the Church's perennial teaching which you know you can go all the way back to the early Church Fathers. And they had prohibitions against contraceptives, you know, going all the way back. Because, you know, they didn't have the pill, obviously, before the 1960s. But there were other methods that people tried to use to uh, cause people to lose their pregnancy. Sure. And okay. so that's always been sure. condemned. Okay. You know, there are different words for it uh, in the Bible, but um, that's always been something that the church has condemned. And so at the time, in the 60s, there was a commission that was started that was studying the question and you kind of have to put it in a historical context because in the 1930s like all Christians agreed that birth control was was evil mm. up until the 1930 there was a thing called the Lambeth conference Lambeth. which was when the the Anglicans got together and their bishops and they actually they said that for married couples they could use contraception and so oh that was my like God. A, bro yeah. this is getting really fucking deep on me yeah. okay okay so let's go back to the encyclical pope, pope paul he yeah. just he just he wrote something that reaffirmed and that was the humana vitae exactly okay and humana vitae was just reaffirming the already existing so why do we keep on hearing about humana vitae why is that an important thing well it, it's sorry like, bro i don't yeah, mean yeah. to cut you out i'm just is is you're getting really fucking like es it's like esoteric you know what i mean well, no, it's, it was, well, he was prophetic because uh, Paul VI said that there would be consequences of allowing contraception. And so I think we could see and see and those. What in year was society. that? That was in 1968. So 1968, they were already like wearing rubbers. 
Well, you're right, because well, in this country you had a case called Griswold versus Connecticut in the Supreme Court where they, they took off the, what was called the Comstock Laws. So contraception used to be illegal in the United States, but it wasn't until the Supreme Court, uh, there was a court case. So then that, that was actually, I think about 20 years before Roe versus Wade, which is what legalized, Roe versus Wade and Doe versus Bolton okay. legalized abortion. So what you're saying is because of that Comstock, what? The Comstock laws? Yeah. So because of that, they uh, everybody was able to wear rubbers. Then 20 years later, now now they're killing kids because Roe ro, ro versus Wade. Well, unfortunately, see, what happens is contraception and abortion are kind of like fruits of the same tree. You know, once you right. allow contraception, then people are, they start clamoring for abortion because they're like, well, if my contraceptive fails, what am I going to do? Yeah. Right. You know, right. and mm -hmm. so it just kind of, they it sort of one leads to the other. Right. And yeah, you can see that in our own history of our country, same, yeah. you know, like, then it, the big watershed moment was in 1973 when the Supreme Court, you know, through two different court cases, uh, Doe versus Bolton and Roe versus Wade. And the, the reason this is really important is because, you know, we've, we've actually had this for over 40 years now in our country. And it's important when it comes to, like, our, the decisions that we make in the voting booth. You know, because, right. like, the decisions we make, it really has a consequence on, like, literally on people's lives. For sure. Like, whether yeah. they're going to be able to be born or not. You know, we talked about that earlier. Ain't that crazy? Yeah. That's that's fucking crazy, dude. It's it's like you know, in life, I I so I just I, I adopted a family, went out to the Philippines. Yeah, and, he just went to the yeah, Philippines. So he adopted I, like a family and coronavirus. <laughs> and so I got I got these I got these kids uh, school supplies because they didn't have none. But school and they were thanking me. I was like, don't thank me, thank God. But the thing is, is kids should always have that kind of stuff. Without question, like life, they should be able to have life without fucking question. Like, I don't understand why people have to vote on that shit. You know what I mean? Like it's it blows my fucking mind how people have to talk about that dumbass shit. It yeah. should be well. It's so fundamental. Without the right to life, you can't have any other rights. Right? If you're not true. You, if you're not born, you can't enjoy the pursuit of happiness or the other Dude, liberties. It's, it's so crazy, man. Like it blows my fucking mind. There's people trying to have kids, can't have them. There's people that have kids, don't want them. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, like, it, yeah. it's, it just, it's fucking crazy, man. So, here, here's a question I got you, I got for you. Uh, so, that encyclical, uh, Humanae Vitae, um, what are the leadership today saying about Humanae Vitae? Are they reinforcing what, what, what they say in Humanae Vitae? I would say, in general, Yes, but unfortunately, there are some bishops that seem to be calling it into question, I would say. so. And that's McElroy? Well, no, I think the thing, well, most recently, he gave a speech at USD. Okay. And the, I read the whole thing. It was on a, um, they, there was a transcript of it. And so what was troubling about it is there's been a lot of debate recently about whether or not abortion is a preeminent social issue. And it's such a... There, how do I put this? It's it's so terrible that like 60 million people have died, right? And so unfortunately, this this speech, I think the best word I've heard on some commentary of it was that it sort of obfuscates the issue and it kind of you know, it confuses it people. Obfuscates the what? Uh, uh, 
a fuss gate. So like, what is a, that? A fuss gate. <laughs> Shit! Uh, Come on, so, bro. <laughs> Help us out. You know what I'm saying? Come it's, on. It's not adding clarity to the discussion. Okay. You know. So so basically, you, you know, like, we mentioned that before. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of confusion. You know, there's confusion about the choices that we make. <laughs> and what? And what fucks the tissue? What fucks the tissue? So no. Uh, hell, man. Um, it kind of fucks it up. Okay, go ahead. And then. Well, basically, it just makes it unclear. Like, uh, I think... What, 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 um, back what we were saying at U- USD. Well, because basically, he made some comments to the effect of... He said, like, it's more evil for the United States to pull out of the Paris Accord than it is for the federal government to pass out contraceptives let's say was like one sort of nugget from there and then another one the Paris uh, Accord what's the Paris, Paris Accord it has to do with uh, climate change you know and and uh, okay. the, the thing is it's like abortion has like definitely there are lots of statistics that like 60 million people in this country have died through abortion I personally don't know of anybody in this country that's been killed by so-called climate change I think it's a little bit you know I think the well I mean it aren't people Aren't people like, um, so with climate change, aren't they saying that like more people on the planet equals worse climate change? So That's, if well, he's talking about, so, uh, so if he's talking about the environment getting worse and shit and you should be focusing on the environment, does that mean he's for abortion? Mm. Well, I think, well, he's not that, for abortion. No, Mr. McElroy is definitely not for abortion. He's actually... He, he always, you know, he tends to walk for life in San Diego and That's stuff like good, that. He man. says he does say some good. He says he's has he actually has come out strongly. But the problem with this is there's a real lack of clarity. Like it's when you're when you're trying to say that like abortion and climate change are the same, it just, just it's confusing. It's muddy in the water. It's like you know? yeah, it's give like, me someone so I can um, slap their ass. Like that's well, because <laughs> the thing is with the climate change is that's like there's there's debate about and i think i mean my personal opinion is that i think it's a little bit of hubris or pride for men to think that you know our actions like can change the entire climate of the globe you know i I know that i'm not saying that like pollution is good because i I don't know i ain't no scientist right but i do know like people trashing like fucking throwing garbage on the side of the road shit that's bad sure no i certainly but it's you know when we're talking about these sort of environmental issues where there's there's a debate going on as opposed to something that's like really obviously intrinsically like it's always evil to kill an innocent person right for sure there's a a child and a child in the womb so you know that should be something that is really at the forefront of you know it's so unjust right in our country that that's an unjust situation saying that's what bishop mcelroy was talking about at usd well i'm saying that this talk did not add any clarity at all in fact it confuses it didn't even so he didn't even get down to he he didn't clarify nothing he was trying to to, well he was trying to talk about prudence and how the virtue of prudence should direct us as we're making decisions on who to vote for and you know obviously it's election year so Mm. it's like a hot topic to talk about the upcoming election and are are bishops allowed to say that are are bishops allowed to like try to steal you to vote for hillary uh (laughs) Well, the problem has been, unfortunately, like a lot of, um, a lot of the, there's a, somebody has said uh, the, the, the USCCB, it's kind of like the Democratic Party at prayer. You know, I've heard that phrase. Yeah. It's kind of like a joke, but it, there's some truth to it that it kind of goes back historically. You have to understand that like the first uh, Democratic presidential candidate was a Catholic, Al Smith, back in the 20s. But unfortunately, the Democratic Party, they've really shifted, especially like in the 60s, 
And, and now, I mean, they actually have in their party platform that they are, they want abortion enshrined in this country and they want us to even pay for it with tax dollars, right? Yeah. And so it's like, they've really become in a That's phrase, people oh have used like God. the party of death, right? So the Democratic Party- I've heard been, that. So whether, know, so whether you're like for or against it, you're paying for it either way. Like, dude, that's fucking evil as far as So that's, it is, you know, part of our duty as Catholics is not to cooperate with great evil, great injustice like that. It's it's extremely unjust for somebody to not be given the chance to live. Sure, yeah. You know, like, they didn't do anything wrong, you know. No, it's, and like, no. even, they haven't had the chance to do anything yet. Exactly. You know, I got a good yeah. friend, man. Uh, I got a good friend the other day and shit. He was talking about, like, man, well, why would abortion be illegal? Why should you make abortion illegal and shit, man? You know, why would you, why would you, um, shouldn't it be, they're going to do it anyway, you know? People are going to try to go out there and do it anyway. It should be supervised and, and, and so it's nice and safe. And, See, the but, irony but, that but it's, here, it's not here's, regulated. Here's me, yeah. but, but here's why. Robbery, I might have to rob a motherfucker and I'm going to do it anyway. You know what I'm saying? Why make it, what do you call it? Why don't we just, uh, you know, legalize it and then just make it safe when I rob a motherfucker? You know, which is already kind of like that in San Francisco. Yeah, but, but, we, but no, you see I, what I'm saying though? Is 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 yeah, is, yeah. Is, is, is is trying to is, is trying to legalize something, and you're trying to say you're trying to say it's it, somebody's gonna do it anyway. It doesn't matter. And these are the same people trying to say like like um, they're trying to ban all guns. It's like. Didn't you just say people are going to have it anyway, right? People are going to just get guns anyway. Why are you trying to ban it? The worst well, people are going to have them anyway. Yeah. You man. know what I mean? Well, if, you, right. if you study the history of abortion getting legalized in this country, there was a, a guy named Dr. Bernard Nathanson, and he was one of the founders of NARAL. And he what actually, so it's then, it was, it used to be the National Association for the Repeal of Abortion Laws. And now they've changed the name because, you know, obviously the laws have been repealed. So they, it still exists though. It's like a political organization. But anyway, which is really interesting is that he admitted in a book called Aborting America that they actually lied and made up a lot of the statistics about the so-called, you know, back alley abortions. Like, like you said, you know, people, there were people that were, you know, getting in the coat hanger and putting up the fucking. There were things that were going on. I'll just put it that way. But, Uh but they, they really inflated the numbers. And so, I mean, it was nothing like, you know, the tens of thousands that they were claiming. And yeah. they, they literally, you know, he admitted in this book that they actually made up a lot of that stuff as a, like a propaganda campaign sure, so that they yeah, could yeah. get support. And what was actually a really amazing thing about Dr. Nathanson is that he eventually, he, he saw a, um, the ultrasound. So he, he, had, he was personally responsible for performing over 60,000 abortions at his clinic oh, in New York City. But what was amazing, this is a great story, because like when the ultrasound came out, it totally changed his perspective and eventually he became a catholic and he got baptized later in life and so like all those sins wow. got wiped away and he like be, like he died like, like saint paul yeah he saint really paul run around fucking killing christians do you exactly. know that man i didn't know that saint paul there was this guy named saint paul and he would run around and he was and he would run around and his job in life was to run around and kill christians <laughs> that was his job he was fucking my imagine imagine like fucking hitler Run around like killing all these fucking innocent Jews and shit. That's crazy. He was like the Hitler of Christians. Run around fucking slaughtering people. Then later on, he got blind, didn't he? Well, he, yeah, on his way, uh, he was going and uh, it's in the book of Acts. You can read about it. And he basically uh, became blind 
temporarily, but then uh, he was told to go to a particular place, and um, a, ma a man put his hands on him, and he had a he had an experience of Jesus because Jesus told him, you know, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? See, yeah. why are you persecuting me? He was running around killing like fucking innocent people, and Christ didn't come over here and say like he didn't. Jesus didn't say, hey, why are you why are you killing these people? He was like, why are you killing me? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Anything you, bad you do to other people, you're actually doing it to Christ. Yeah, yeah. And that like, fucked up. Doesn't that like, make you feel yeah. like really fucking bad about the shit you did before? Especially you. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> but, but, but that was it. And you remember that 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 amazing grace song? Was blind, but now, now I, see. I see. That was Paul, right? It's kind of well. It's related to. I mean, that, that concept of. Like that great idea of grace coming into your life and you know causing a complete change. And then now he's one of the greatest saints. Isn't that crazy? On the planet okay. that's ever lived on the planet, it was Saint Paul. Yes. Doesn't that make you kind of feel good like anybody can come back home? So this doctor yeah. he's talking about was like Saint Paul running around fucking killing a bunch of little kids. I wonder if this is, the, did this guy like testify in front of like a Senate or something like that? Or? He may have at one time. I, I, there was, it's been a while since I read his story, but. Because um, I, I read, I, I read about a doctor like a while back. Well, there's been a few and actually. There's a few, there's yeah, more, there's, yeah. It's, there's a, there's a really great group that was started by this woman, Abby Johnson. Uh -huh. Did you guys see the movie Unplanned? Okay, so. My wife took me to see this movie, and it was okay. It was like a Hallmark movie, right? But, I mean, I, I've heard people like like run out of the uh, the the movie theater when that when that part when like there was a part where like there was a there was a vacuum or something, and oh. it was like fucking trying to vacuum out a little kid, and the little kid was trying to run away. Now we've watched movies a lot, you know what I'm saying? That doesn't really that doesn't really. It doesn't really kill us too much and shit to see because we've seen some horrible shit on, on, on some movies, right? But to think, and now that you think about it, like later on, you're like, hold on, but this is real. Yeah, this is real. This isn't this is a fucking made up fairy tale. It's not just a fairy tale. This isn't John tale. Wick. It you know what John I mean? Wick. Yeah. It's, it's a little innocent baby trying to run away from a fucking, fucking Dyson vacuum cleaner. Yeah. Right? Dude. So yeah, I mean, and that's happening in our country, you know, almost a million times every year. That's so fucking it's, crazy, man. It's, it's, Bro, have you prayed in front of like any of the Planned Parenthood like spots? Yeah, yeah, and that's actually something I encourage people to do if you're you get you know I I got really fired up about pro-life activities back when I was in college because I actually saw a, a fuck the world, fuck the world. Cheers. So I I got. Um, Really, yeah, because what happened was I, I saw in a picture of aborted baby for the first time when I was a, like you know, probably late teens, and it really woke me up to the reality. I fucked you, know, you up, are? Well, it, it you talk yeah. about it in high school and stuff, and they talk about oh yeah, you know, abortion. They talk about Roe versus Wade, but mm -hmm. they don't really say much about it. But then to actually see like a victim, yeah, and see that this is the consequence of this. Yeah, dude, you know, and, and it's it's absolutely fucking horrible. It's one of those things that I wish I could unsee, but it's also one of those things where you have to fucking see it. As, right, men, as men, we have to see. We have to see so that we know what to do. And, and that's what really right. got me. And then I think uh, there's some really great groups out there, like the Helpers of God's Precious Infants. And what, they have a very here peaceful. In San Diego? Yeah, they actually they go out here in San Diego. In Helpers of, of God's Infants. Uh, Precious, Precious Infants. Infants. Precious Infants. Yeah, they were and started that's a, by. That's a, a dot com? 
Uh, I don't know if they have a website. Per se. You can probably Google it, but they were started by this guy, Monsignor Riley. I'll put it on the description box. Fuck, I so, got a lot of work out there. Okay. And then? <laughs> so, yeah, and then... Uh, they were started by who? Uh, Monsignor Riley. He's a priest from New York. And there, there's different types of things that people have done in the pro-life movement to try to... Like, one of the things, there's all these... One of the things that's happened since Roe versus Wade is now you have all these crisis pregnancy centers, which a lot of them are either Christian or are run by Catholics, where they, they help women okay. that are in crisis situations. I got a question for you. Yeah. A lot of these motherfuckers... So I saw this... So I'm, I'm the type that look on, online and shit, and I, I, I see... I see I see YouTube and shit and I see like these 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 people kind of fighting and shit. I like to see people get knocked out and shit sometimes. <laughs> but there's this one but there's this one where this 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 lady came up. I think she I think this is the one. She came up in like fucking roundhouse kick like some some dude like wearing a uh, holding a pro life thing. Bow. You want us to have the kids and you don't even want to take care of them? Property. It's against if the law. Somebody gets raped by somebody and they're like, I'm a 16 year old and I can't have this baby. Think you should keep it? It's a baby. Yeah. If someone was raped and she gave birth and she decided to kill her three year old child. I meant to get your phone. Someone called the cops. Well, see, I think one of the things that the pro life movement has done is they've really, uh, they've done a lot to try to help women that are dealing with, like here in San Diego, we have a bunch of groups doing that. And that's my question. Is it enough to offset a million? If, if, if they were to stop abortion tomorrow and there was a million babies that needed a home, is there enough resources to take care of a million babies? Well, we'd have to, I think that, well, first of all, I mean, what's gonna happen is if like if Roe versus Wade were to get overturned, it would go back to the states. And so every state would have to deal with it on their, you know, whether they're gonna allow. So I think that, you know, I think as Christians, we have a great, grave duty to, to, to spread the gospel and to, to tell people the importance of, you know, it's like uh, the child is such a beautiful gift from God. Sure. So I think we have to take that, that perspective and then also look to see, you know, it is an act of charity to help somebody that's in a crisis situation and mm -hmm. like yeah. let them know, like there's, um, there's so many great options now, like there's this thing called open adoption where the mother, birth mother still has a relationship with the child even though it's been adopted. I mean, I don't know about you. I know there's a lot of families, like you mentioned earlier, that mm -hmm. they, they can't have kids, and so they're happy to adopt. And yeah, maybe like, we can make adoption easier I'm or something. Use, I don't know. Like my sister, for example, my sister uh, can't have kids. You know, my sister had ovarian cancer, mm. you know, and uh, she had her ovaries removed and stuff like that, you know, and she can't have kids. She's always wanted kids. But the thing is, is that she's actually going to adoption and she should be, ha she should have a kid in the next month or two. That's crazy for real. Yeah. You're so, going to be fucking Uncle Tony. I'm going to be an uncle, you know what I mean? And the thing, what, uh, what, right, what, right. what, the answer to your question is, what are we going to do with all these kids, right? Uh -huh. Someone's going to want them. Yeah. That's, that's I, the, I that's, that's the whole thing is somebody's going to want them. Is, you know what I, I mean? Think, you know what? And, it, and it, I know that like a lot of the younger adults, the younger adults are very strong in their faith. And I think there's been an awakening in the faith. Right now, there's been an awakening. If there was a million kids, I bet you this younger generation, they would fucking take them. Yeah. They would do whatever they could to take them and shit. Like, like, like you know, and, and, yeah. and that's why I think a lot of folks, they talk about, they talk about like, like how a lot of the leadership, I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a pose this situation. Okay, what if, what if 
So you're saying like McElroy is not being clear and everybody and like let's say Supich and all that, right? Supich was 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 doing some he's covering up fuck shit like like uh what's his name? McCarrick covering up like for McCarrick and 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 kind of okay. What if all these people, all these people in the hierarchy are really doing it on purpose? What if they're doing it on purpose to make everybody stronger? Can't you see the result? Isn't everybody kind of getting stronger? Haven't you noticed that like, like the traditionals, the traditional Catholics are actually starting to fucking grow in numbers? Haven't you noticed all the young adults are fucking strong? They're starting to be really fucking strong. And they, they, they're, they're starting to pray in Latin now and shit. Well, I think it's important. Do you think they're doing it on purpose? Well, well I think what's happening is that it's just a, it, we're living in a time that it's super important for us as Catholics to really be stay close to Jesus and the Blessed Sacrament mm -hmm. and to stay close to Our Lady through the Rosary and to really be praying and fasting intensely, you know, for our, our leaders that they can, because uh, there's, a, there's a really great phrase in the Bible that I like. It says, like, the hand of the ruler is in the heart of God. I think it's somewhere in Proverbs or something. And the way I think about that as it relates to, like, our bishops, let's say, is God is ultimately in control of everything. And right. so we need to pray and fast. You know, as lay people, I think that's our primary thing that we can do is pray and fast so that God will touch the hearts of our leaders and help them lead us correctly. So you don't think that they're doing it on purpose, they're coming together and be like, hey, man, let's talk a lot of fuck shit. And well, then, I can't. And I don't gonna, know people. And it's yeah. going to make the younger generation be like, hold on, that ain't right. And then they're going to start digging deeper. And then fucking now, a lot of young adults appreciate the faith now. You notice that? Yeah, it's... it's I don't a, know if they're doing it on purpose or if it's from the young adults like, you know what, we got to pray for and fast for our, our leaders. And they're getting their hearts touched. By so God. I, yeah, it's a it's challenging time because I think a lot of people have left the faith too. You know, like you see the churches. Yeah. Like, it's not yeah. so bad in the United States, but like in yeah, Europe, man. it's uh, like a lot of people are leaving the faith. Yeah. And so when like, I was younger, when I when I was younger, and shit, I used to be always like like embarrassed to to, to say I'm Catholic because everybody knows if you're Catholic, that means they ask you, oh, did your priest fuck you in the ass? You know what I mean? See, no, I, I, the the thing is, is I didn't I didn't witness any of that growing up. I was actually pretty proud to be Catholic like my whole life. It wasn't until like I got older, like up to now, uh, now that I'm thirty or thirty, I'm thirty one now. Damn. Anyway, dirty thirty. Anyway, anyway, I didn't witness any of that when I was younger. But now, now, like in my late twenties into my thirties, like that's when I started experiencing that that kind of shit yeah. what people would say that kind of shit see, and it don't like, make me feel very fucking good you know what i mean but it's it's like <clears throat> that's also another reason why we were doing this podcast thing because it's like the old school catholics are so used to being kind of like you know told what to do and this and that and everybody and, and, just follow and fo and follow and they're why they're afraid just fucking follow? they're afraid to put their foot down and say hey no that's Fucking yeah. wrong. What's you know what I mean? Of? I don't yeah. understand. Why is everybody scared? But that's what? A, that's that old bishop, that. But that's old school hey, though. This is the diocese of San Diego. Is your bishop gonna be like, okay, you talking shit? You're not allowed to live in the diocese of San Diego. It's like, bitch, I bought my plate. What the fuck are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, it, it's he a it's a different day and age. It's a different day and age. You know what I mean? That's and why, why what, he was like our generation and shit come from gangbanging, carrying guns and shit, yeah. bro. And now they're fucking scared to like say something to like yeah. some dude that works at some religion. Yeah. 
That's why. That, that's that's why. Back to what he was saying, like, you know, people are leaving the the religion, uh, the faith, but the ones that are staying are becoming stronger. You know what I mean? It, oh it, man! But you know what I'm saying yeah, though. It's yeah. the people are leaving. People are leaving. I know a bunch of people that have left. Yeah. But at the same time, too, the ones that are staying are hardcore. And, and you know what I mean? One thing I want to say, too, to be clear, is, like, you know, for anybody that's actually had an abortion, like, God's mercy is infinite. And it's always, you can always be forgiven if you ask for forgiveness from God. You that's know? the key. That is the but key. But that's the key. If you ask for forgiveness. You know what I'm saying? But you if you actually God's do mercy. mean it, though, you have to actually, you have to actually like mean it and want it you know what i mean like like you have to ask for like you have to say sorry and with a they call it the contrite heart with, with like like a like for real with yeah, your whole yeah, intentions yeah. and heart like look i'm sorry i fucked up yeah right yeah his his, his 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 mercy is infinite it's infinite yeah and that's the thing and shit bro you can't just tell people and shit the the so you can't just tolerate and 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 and, and folks go out and do fucked up things and you'll be like God's mercy is infinite. Go ahead and do do. Yeah, do it's, fuck, and that's and that's want. and that's when forgiveness ain't gonna happen. Because you, you know, know, you know, and and they always like to say like um um for the 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 the, the uh, what do you call it the sinner like throw the first stone if you didn't if you didn't if you haven't sinned then throw the first stone. So they kind of tell everybody and shit like if they're doing something bad like hey stop judging because what but see God says also he he told he tells that lady like okay like sin no more. Right. right. Yeah, well, I, just, I can't Everybody think, forgets that part. Yeah, kind of what I'm hearing you say is like there's a, this whole thing about, oh, you know, who am I to judge? But it's like it's more like we, we can't judge the subjective state of somebody's soul, you know, before God. But we can say certain things are objectively wrong. Yeah. Like it's always wrong to directly will to abort somebody. You know, there's yeah. obviously, you know, there's certain medical procedures that may need to be necessary to be done. Like. Like let's say you have a pregnancy that's in like an ectopic pregnancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like that's yeah, one thing. Like yeah. you have to take out the tube so that the woman doesn't die. Die, right? yeah. You know, so that's like different, but mm-hmm. but and that's but that's pretty rare. You know, but it most, is rare, yeah. most abortions in this country by far, like the great majority, are, it's just an elective, elective it, it procedure. It sure is, right? yeah. Somebody's yeah. choosing to. Somebody's like, this. yeah, I don't think this dude that that nutted inside me is going to really take care of my family. So I'm just going to go ahead and but, but see, that's, that's just so crazy. Like my mom, my mom. So I, I found my mom told me a few years back that I would have had another older sister or her, her very first pregnancy was a miscarriage. Right. Mm. Uh, my mom was devastated. She's still devastated when she thinks about, it, you mm. know what I mean? But she's so grateful to have three kids, you know sure. what I'm saying? But, but that's the whole thing is like my mom, even though she has three kids, she would have loved to have four. Sure. You well, know what I mean? That brings up another point, too, about the grief that women that have had abortions, like, it can cause, like, basically, like, Dude, it could fuck you. Yeah, it could yeah. fuck you up. It's it's not like a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am type of operation. Like, like a, this is a piece of you that's going to exist no more, and it's it's going to affect you, man. Like, it's crazy, like, you know? Well, they've done studies too. I've heard, one of the things I learned from Father Calloway, you know, through his book on Mary, was that when a woman is pregnant, like the cells from the the pregnancy, like are, remain in the woman, like even after the so like, like you, your cells are in your mom and yeah, vice versa. Yeah, yeah. Like some of her cells are in you, and so like it's kind of a it's an amazing thing to think about. And just like, but even in a case where somebody had had an abortion, like the cells of that baby are it's still the same. still in. It's like literally a part yeah, of you. Yeah, it's literally, like, literally, which is that's that's why it like 
I just can't fucking believe it. That's why I don't like the A word. You know what I mean? It gives me the fucking creeps. You know what I'm saying? Like, it literally gives yeah. me the creeps. So Father Calloway talked about that? It's in his book, uh, Under the Mantle. So I actually brought one of his books with me tonight because, like, uh... Explain, you know what? Yeah. How about let's move on to, yeah. like, explaining these books, bro. Yeah, sure. No, what do you have in, in that? Well, speaking of spiritual fathers, I brought this book called uh, Consecration to St. Joseph. Consecration to St. Joseph. To the wonder of our spiritual father. So, you know, talking about protecting life, you know, I think Joseph is a great example of that because, you know, the angel appeared to him in a dream and he took Jesus. Like, Herod wanted to kill Jesus, like, basically infanticide, right? You know, the, you think about all the holy innocents. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Holy mm -hmm. innocence. Okay, let me explain that real quick. Yeah. So, holy innocence, King Herod, like, during the time of, uh, when, when Mary and Joseph and Mama Mary was pregnant, King, uh, King Herod knew that there was a Messiah coming and he was scared that somebody was going to gonna uproot him off his, uh, kick him off his seat of power. Mm -hmm. So he started running around and killing a whole bunch of little kids. Ain't that crazy? But, but the Holy Family was warned to leave. So Is they, they right? fled. Yeah, so Joseph was responsible for taking it. I think he's just such a great example of how to be a man, you know, because like you were talking about that earlier. about Hell yeah. Uh, so, you know, he's like a protector, guardian. Yeah. Uh, he's chaste, you know, he's pure. But it says in scripture he was a just man. You know, think about it, he's married to the most beautiful woman that ever lived. And yet they never consummated their marriage because she remained a virgin perpetually. Right. And so he had a, I mean, that's, I think he's like, that's an amazing sacrifice on his part. Cause, See, you and know, that's what being a man is. See, everybody reads all these books about being a man. All you need to do is be unselfish. Well, and Saint Joseph was. And that was that very guy. unselfish. Yeah, because he, he said, was. You know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to. I'm not gonna focus on sex. I'm not gonna focus. I have to raise this kid. I, he, bruh, he put everybody in front of him. It's, it's really amazing. And he even, I mean, he was actually, uh, if you read some of the church fathers, they talk about, you know, how it talks in the scripture about, you know, George, Joseph wanted to divorce his wife quietly. Like it talks about that. It was because he had this great reverence for Mary and he felt like unworthy to be, because he was gonna be considered the father of Jesus growing up, you know, yeah. and he felt like, oh man, this is too much. But right. but in his great humility, he obeyed, you know, when God asked him, hey, I want you to do this role. And it's actually, you think about that as a man, like, I think that's a huge sacrifice for somebody to give up their generative capacity, you know what I'm saying? To yeah, like, man, be able to have a family. Yeah. yeah, so that's, that's actually a good way of putting a generative capacity. <laughs> generative capacity is, yeah, that's, yeah. So you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a big deal that he, so Joe, I mean, we have to be really grateful to St. Joseph because he, he sacrificed a lot for us, yeah. for our redemption, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Like, and you think about it, like, he taught Jesus, he's like, he taught Jesus, like, the humanity of Jesus, like, how to pray, how to, you know. How to, how to be a carpenter. How to be, exactly. Yeah, it's like yeah. how to be that a man. Is kind of, like, bro, I, I ain't going to lie to you. I've never, I've never heard of a, I've always heard of consecration to Mama Mary. I've never heard of consecration to St. Joseph. It's so, I never it's, heard it's, of it's that. A, it's a thing in the, like St. Joseph's time is now. Like they, he appeared at Fatima. Do you guys know that? Uh, no, the, I The didn't three know little that. kids saw him. And then he also appeared at Knock. And what's really cool about Fatima Cool. Okay, uh, here we go. So, uh, bro, so you yeah. got like just this bank of knowledge. Is yeah. It? Okay. Fatima is when these three, am I right? Three yeah. little kids and Mama Mary appeared in front of like these little kids. So it's, you can read about it. I mean, it's very well documented. There's lots of books on it too. But basically, going back to, uh, you know, the, around the time of World War I, uh, a lady appeared to three shepherd children. And she she kept appearing on the 13th of the month mm -hmm. from May through October. And she told them, look, in October, 
there's going to be a great miracle. And so there was a lot of interest in this, you know, at the time. Like, the crowds kept growing and growing. And she taught them many things. And she taught them about the importance of praying the daily rosary. But what was really amazing was at least 70,000 people and maybe even up to, like, 100,000 people on October 13th, like a lot of people, and there were even like atheists there because they were like, oh, nothing. Yeah, this happen. is BS, right? You know? But what happened was amazing was that day at about noon, uh, it had been raining, and this big crowd was assembled, and they're kind of waiting for this miracle, which was essentially prophesied by the, the three kids because the, the, the lady yeah. kept telling them, you know, keep coming back on the 13th of the month, I have things to teach you, et cetera, et cetera. And so what happened was you had this rainstorm on that day, and then all of a sudden the rain stops, and people literally see the sun like dancing in the yeah. sky and they thought it was the end of the world and people started freaking out and oh, praying and that's the one where 70,000 people saw the sun and it's documented in the sky. yeah and, and it's, it's documented I mean, can, dude yeah there's like you can like literally there were uh newspaper reporters from the secular press in portugal and you can actually like look at newspapers probably on microfilm now mm. but like that said like sun dances in the sky yeah and, and, the, and, and you can see the pictures of just the enormous crowds dang man there, okay. you know what i mean i'm gonna have to post a video about that too our Lady of Fatima. So, Isn't that third? Okay. Oh yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Isn't it? Didn't they give them secrets? These little kids. And the yes. third secret was about Satan was going to be in church, and then and then Satan was going to be controlling all of our our leaders in church. Well, is that it's, is, it's it, it? What happened with the third secret is it did it, it was kind of a uh, how do I say this? It was revealed in 2000 by uh, Pope John Paul the the second. And essentially, it was—it kind of has some apocalyptic dimensions. Like there's sort of an image of the Holy Father being martyred and mm. things like that. And so that's the uh, one where the Holy Father got like arrows in his back. Oh, shit. oh yeah, and yeah, okay. Was, so and there was like a lot of people that were dying. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Okay. And then the kids were also one of the secrets of Fatima is that they were shown a vision of hell, which is where poor sinners go, right? And then that was like a big part of Our Lady's mission was to have them pray the rosary daily and offer sacrifices for people to convert so that they don't go to hell. Because God doesn't want anybody to go no, to hell. No, 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 no. Right? Of course oh, not. Of so, course not. And uh, the other thing with the, 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 the reason I mentioned the vision was specifically what's really interesting is that the kids saw more than what the people saw. So Our Lady of Mount Carmel, Our Lady of Sorrows, the, the three kids, while the sun miracle was happening, they saw like this tableau of like different visions and one of the visions was saint joseph holding the child jesus he didn't say anything I didn't but know he blessed. That. yeah it's really cool like the kids specifically had this vision uh where saint joseph and the child jesus like blessed the world so uh it's his time you know saint joseph is kind of like sneaking in like mm -hmm. in, in the sense that you know it's like it's just like with mary like mm -hmm. a lot of the church's teachings on mary took a while to develop <sighs> i'm getting you know? like goosebumps mm -hmm. right now bro on my so, arms bro mm -hmm. you know when we went to the Vatican, we went to the Vatican and something bad happened. Well, there was a, there was a, there was like a, a, a painting or something. Or I, I don't think it was like a mosaic or something. But there was St. Peter and St. Paul and they were swinging swords because something happened where they had to protect the, the, the Vatican. They had to protect the, the church and they came in swinging and they were protecting the church. It was their time to protect the church. And now he's, he's sitting here saying that like it's St. It's Joseph's turn. And it's his time now, and he's coming in, and well, we have to read that book, huh? And just like, yeah, uh, just man, like, let me see that book yeah, yeah, one more sure. time. I'm gonna show people. Here we go. Read that book. Okay. So it's great because you know it's just like we have a. I'm gonna put a link 
the Amazon link or whatever so, to that book. So just like we have Calloway's a, a beast, man, by the way. Go ahead. Just like we have a spiritual mother, Mary, we have a spiritual father in heaven, you know, St. Joseph. And right. his, he's being yeah. more and more recognized. Like, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be God? Well, of course, yeah, ultimately, yeah, because, well, we, that's the whole goal of Christianity, right, is to get to the Father, like the Holy mm, Trinity, yeah, to have mm. union with them. But God gave us, like, in his generosity, like, not only did he give us the Blessed Sacrament, which is, like, literally Jesus still Jesus, on earth yeah. in, mm. a, in a mysterious sacrament, a real presence, like, he's mm. really there when you go in front of, like, just like I'm talking to you guys right now, yeah. like, you can go talk to Jesus anytime in a Catholic yeah. church. Yeah. So there's that, but then in addition to that, he wanted us to have, like, the same uh, help that he had so like when he was a little kid so you think about it he entrusted himself to Mary like she let her you know he like that's where he got fed you know when he was yeah, an infant yeah. and you think about all the stuff that Mary did for him and the St. Joseph too like you mm -hmm. said taking him to work so he wants that same thing for us like St. Joseph to be like a protector and like I'll be honest like um, St. Teresa of Avila like she used to like really heavily promote see she said like n nothing that she ever asked St. Joseph like he didn't grant from God and it's just like it's like uh, it honors God when we pray to the saints you know like when we because uh, sure, yeah, yeah. they're like his creation yep, right yep, and yep, for that, us yep. they're like recognize that they when they pray to God for us it's it's sort of like it's uh, like the way of the honoring God power. yeah He's the one yeah. that created them, mm -hmm. and so it's like it's like admiring like, what he's and, done. And, and these dudes are like supposed to be. They're supposed to be the um, the top rank, you know. Yeah. The, the, there the, are the, generals, the VIPs, you know what I mean? <laughs> the VIPs, and we're asking them not for their help, but we're asking for them to pray for us to God. Yeah. yeah. Right. And you think about it, like Saint Joseph, like it wasn't until I think 1870 on December 8th when Pius the Ninth was the Pope at the time, he declared Saint Joseph to be the universal patron of the Church, and another big deal was at right at Vatican II. Is that II. right? Yeah, it was He's actually... the universal patron of the... Catholic Church. You know, that's yeah. my confirmation name. Joseph? Joseph. Oh, is it? Joey. St. <laughs> Joey. And I went to a, a St. Joseph for a little bit, and I was baptized at a at a, at a St. Joseph well, in, in, in West Virginia, bro. You know Dang. what's really cool? It's like, Martin it wasn't Martin. until the 60s and the Vatican II when St. Joseph's name was finally added to the Mass. You know, and you go to, you know, and you know how they say, Blessed Joseph, mm -hmm. your spouse, like when we hear the Eucharistic prayer. That got added for the first time to the first Eucharistic prayer, what's called the Roman Canon by John the 23rd. And there's a really cool story behind that, which it talks about in this book, which basically what happened was at Vatican II, there was a bishop from Yugoslavia, really holy guy, but he, he was really like tortured by the communists. And so he had like a lot of issues and like they actually tried to kill him like they put him on a train one time and they they purposely trash uh, crashed the train so he his like hips got shattered and so he like he had trouble walking and then he would repeat himself a lot when he was they talking. They put him on was, the train track? They tied him to the train track? No, 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 no. He would have died that no, way yeah. for That's sure. No, say, no, no. Like, no they and all that happened was his hips got No, no, the no, train. They the, put him on a train and then they, they purposely crashed it so they, they thought like other people died in the accident but he survived. You know, but anyway, he was at Vatican try, They try to make it look like an accident, yeah. right? Oh, my God. So, so he was really heavily persecuted, and he gave a really impassioned speech at Vatican II, and it moved John the Twenty-Third so much that he actually decided to insert St. Joseph's name into the canon of the Mass. Dang. So it's like, it's really beautiful. Because he was watching it, like, on closed circuit TV yeah. like, at, the, at the Vatican. Because he wasn't actually <coughs> in the room when the guy was speaking. But and, uh, so it's a really beautiful story. And then what's really cool is our current Holy Father, Pope Francis, he actually added St. Joseph's name to the other three, which is actually, I found out recently that that was something that Benedict XVI wanted to do, but he didn't do it just because, like, you know, he, he resigned back in 2013. But 
that's one that was one of the first things that Francis did. So it's like Saint Joseph is getting more and more attention. And like in yeah. fact, but that's I, good. I don't think he. I don't because th- he never got the recognition. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember growing up, like he, just from my personal experience. That man got that man hardly got recognition. Yeah, you know what I mean? No, I'm serious. He went through, he went through all that stuff, and we're like, and he's just like, "What about me?" <laughs> well, yeah, it's really cool too. Do you guys know about Saint Andre Bassett from Canada? Of course not. Go oh, ahead. So back in like the early 20th century, there was this guy named Andre Bassett, and uh-huh. he was. Uh, He's actually, I think his real name, or like his name when he grew up as a kid, it was like Alfred. They came from a really poor family up in Canada. He actually came to the United States a little bit to work in like textile mills and stuff, but he eventually became a religious. What was this? Uh, what's that? When was this? Like early early 20th century, late 19th century, okay. early 20th century. So I think he died in the early 20th century sometime. But what was really awesome about him is he used to carry around a medal of St. Joseph, and he was known as like a healer. Like a lot of people went to him, and he would touch them, and like they would bring him their problems, and they, they would like get healed. But he always attributed like ailments and stuff. Yeah, like he that? always attributed everything to St. Joseph, and he Saint was Joseph get, praying for you, not yeah. me. And he yeah. was he uh, he actually started what eventually became a basilica now in Montreal, and it's like the biggest or it's like the greatest center of devotion for St. Joseph in the entire world. It's in Montreal, Canada. In Montreal. And it's oh, like this basilica right? dedicated to St. Joseph and just started out as like a little chapel that was started by uh, St. Andre Bassett. So like his time is like more and more saints are like saying wow, like, we got to yeah. turn to St. And he's a great model. Like if you want to grow in your prayer life, St. Yeah. Joseph is the model for like Eucharistic adoration. Because you think about it, I mean, he held the child Jesus in his arms. Yeah. And you think about how... He, uh, and there's actually these apparitions in the United States, which are still kind of being studied by the bishops, but it was back in the, like the 50s and 60s. There was a woman like in Ohio that was a nun, and there were these revelations about St. Joseph and his chaste heart. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got like the Sacred Heart of Jesus, Immaculate Heart of Mary, and then the chaste heart of St. Because you think about it, go back to what we said earlier. Yeah. You got St. Joseph, he's married. Because if, you know, if you're God and you're creating the Blessed Mother, you're going to make her like the most beautiful woman that's ever lived, right? Mm. And yet St. Joseph was able to be chaste with her, you know? And so it's like, oh. think about that as a guy. Like he had a really pure heart. So that, that heart is like, so like the devotion to St. Joseph, it's uh, this thing where uh, he was asking that on like the first Wednesday of the month that we pray the joyful mysteries of the rosary, like thinking about his role. And then also when we, if we were to go to mass that day and receive Holy Communion, to like receive Holy Communion on that day with the same love that he had every time he held the child Jesus. Because you think about it, like St. Joseph can really teach us. And he's a, he's a model for everybody because like he was a yeah. virgin, right? So he's like a model for religious. Mm-hmm. But then he's also a, a husband and father. Was he a virgin? Yeah. Did he not like no, Mary was anybody up before? Well, like, I remember Mary, Mary was a... a a virgin, right? Well, how about before Mama Mary? Well, I think, I, I think, he, well, there's different theories about St. Joseph, but I think that what makes sense to me is he was probably a young man when they got married because you think because about that, it, that's a... That that's was a, the times. Well, that's they, a, were, they were very young yeah, back yeah. in the yeah. days and shit. And that's an they, arduous journey when you go from, you, know, you think about having to flee to Egypt. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's... See, that's the thing, and he, he got told in his dreams, right? Yeah. You know what? My, my, my wife's parents got a, 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 what do you call it, a statue? Of St. Joseph, like sleeping. He's like oh, laying down sleeping. And I was like, who made this statue of some saint like sleeping? You know, it looked lazy. But I, I found out later on it's because in his dreams, 
What? Yeah, I actually, right? have, I actually have one of those statues. Oh. Yeah, he, yeah. And so, no, it's great. He knows, man. Pope, Pope okay, Francis is that why then? statue, too. And, it, and he actually, like, St. Joseph, he can help us in any need that we have. You know, like, you can call on him for anything. And he's actually one of the coolest things about him. He's the terror of demons. That's like one of the things Stop that yeah. Is that is that his is that That's his, one of his titles. That's so his, it's like that's his, that's his Could you imagine him Damn. going to a boxing ring? <laughs> the terror of <laughs> demons <laughs> Say Joseph Yeah, no, I mean the devil hates you know like he can't stand the rosary and our lady and Saint Joseph because they're so humble. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is so dope, yeah. man. I'm goosebumps. <laughs> so yeah, so he's a big Saint deal. Joseph is the terror of demons. Yeah. And I guess that's why at the rosary, at the end of the rosary, at, well, at a, the end of every decade, my wife and I, my wife and I say, Saint Joseph, pray for us. We right. always add that at the end of every decade. Oh, cool. You know, so it's the whole family there. Yeah, yeah. 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 You no, know, Mama Mary. You got Christ. You got Saint sure. Joseph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I got, uh, yeah. So this is the your mom has been promoting this one, but that's the flame of love. So okay, do you want an update on the flame of love? Sure. Okay. Hold on, everybody, look. This is the flame of love. All right? Okay. Let me tell you this little update. So so my mother met this dude at church, and then this dude talked to my mother about the flame of love, this book that I'm, that I'm showing you. Bro, do you understand? My mother, like, took that so seriously, bro. Do you know they're praying the flame of love, Hail Mary's? Okay, say the Hail Mary. Okay, so no, well, the, the, well, actually, the second actually, half or? No, 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 okay. no, no, first, first, how about, how about this? Talk about the story of sure. the Flame of Love real quick. Sure, okay, okay, so back in Hungary in like the 60s and 70s, there was a widow uh, that started getting uh, basically what you would call locutions, which is like messages or like visions of Jesus and Mary. And so whenever somebody, whenever that happens to somebody in the church, it's always up to their bishop to decide if it's like legit yeah, or not, yeah. okay. you know? And so in this particular case, she wrote a diary, kind of like St. Faustina, you know, how she has a diary. Of course so she, not. She, she, I don't she, know. She, what she, is that? Okay, so St. Faustina, <laughs> she, she, she kept it. So just just like certain so saints, she, a, she kept a okay. record of like all these experiences that she okay. had with Jesus and Mary, right? And so what happened was... Uh, that record was written in Hungarian, obviously, and the, the Cardinal Archbishop of Budapest, Peter Erdo, gave it the green light of like these these revelations that were coming through this. So the this bishop lady. said, "This is okay to share." Yeah, as well, okay. it doesn't necessarily mean. Basically, what it, it is is he gave it what's called an imprimatur, which is Latin for "let it be printed." So it's like you can share that, this. It's yeah, like yeah, it's okay. 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 It's like a green light. You know, it's like okay, yeah, yeah. the bishop can say no, like don't let it be printed. Yeah, like but I don't it's okay want for black and white. Yeah, 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 yeah. So and then what's cool okay. is. Uh, there was a priest who translated the diary from Hungarian into Spanish, and then it got translated from Spanish into English. And the, the English translation was approved by a really holy bishop in Philadelphia uh, who's now retiring, but Archbishop Chaput. Mm -hmm. And basically what it is, is Our Lady wanted to uh, have Elizabeth Kindleman, who's the visionary that had these messages, they wanted, she wanted her to add this petition to the Hail Mary. And the idea was that if enough people pray this, there will be a great miracle that's going to blind Satan. Because, you know, we've been talking about how confusing things are mm -hmm. in our times and how there is so much evil in the world. Mm -hmm. And so Our Lady promised that there would be this great miracle if people uh, ask for this beautiful thing called the, the Flame of Love, you know, petition in, in the Hail Mary. And what is the Flame it's of Love the, okay. petition? So it's in the, in the second Hail half. Yeah, so okay, let second me do half. it. Okay. Let me do it because my mother forced me to yeah, do yeah. this and then we've been doing this rosary. Okay, Hail Mary. 
full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. Spread the effect of grace of thy flame of love over all of humanity, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. So she asked for that to be added. And what's really, really cool about this is there are some incredible promises associated with praying this in your rosary. It's very effective, apparently, for the souls in purgatory okay. to help get them to heaven faster and things like that. So, And there's some really cool promises associated with fasting, too. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that earlier. But let's be clear. Is it dogma? Is it what do you go? I mean, is no, it, no. Is so it, this is a this is a private revelation, okay. which you're free to sort of like do whatever you want with it. But what's cool about so in the church, like public revelation is Jesus Christ, right? Like so, like when he lived, died, the whole way he acted, that was like God's revelation of himself to mankind. That's like the essential things that we have to believe are like what Jesus revealed to us. Mm. But throughout history, there have been so-called private revelations, which they kind of help highlight different aspects of the gospel at different times. And you're sort of free to like, but they're always very helpful. So like in this time, there's obviously like, there's a lot of evil in the world. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. I personally think that this is very important because you know, you, you think about how much influence Satan has, like just in everything. Right. And to have a prayer that we can use to help fight it. And like the rosary crushes, you know, our lady's going to crush his head at the end, mm -hmm. no matter at what. At the end of the day, his head's going to be crushed. Yeah. 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 So, but this is, I think this is part of that crushing. You know? right. So, you crushing his head out. with cleats on. <laughs> so, then the final. Wow. Final oh, final oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, hold on, hold yeah. on. So, a little update yeah. with that flame. There's a bunch of schools, a bunch of elementary schools, and all the kids are praying. Oh, that's beautiful. That. Cool. In the Philippines. That's awesome, man. Pretty dope. Yeah, praise the Lord. Where the fuck is he going? I'm going to pee. I was gonna piss too, man, in a second. Okay. Last one. Last this one. one. This is called Jesus, King of All Nations. King of All Nations. Okay. All right. And okay, I will sing of mercy, the journal of the secretary. What is this? So this is, uh, this devotion has what's called the Nihil Obstat, which is from a bishop in Puerto Rico. And what that means is there's nothing you know, contrary to the Catholic faith in this devotion. Okay. And so Jesus wants. So same thing as the as the um, same thing as the the flame of love. Slightly different word, but it's it's it basically it's like a, a form of approval that's saying like okay, okay, there's nothing contrary to Catholic. And what this is, it's an ongoing thing. In and they allowed to be printed, of they course. That's be, why yeah, you have exactly. this, this book. Yeah. Okay. So and basically, what's going on is it's kind of like this idea that like Jesus loves mankind and he wants to like rule in our hearts, right? Because it's like all about the heart, like yeah. your relationship with God. That's the most important thing to God is like, that where is your heart everything. at? Yeah. And so, everything. so the sacred heart, this whole Jesus King of all nations, what it's about, it's like you think about the sacred heart revelation to Margaret Mary, you know, and then you think about St. Faustina and Divine Mercy. And then uh, this is like another component of that. And so there's all these like really great, I'll give you the website, you can post it, but there's all these okay. great promises I'll and stuff. I'll post that. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, that's, that's about it for me. So. That's about it for you? Yeah. Oh my God, bro. How dope was this? Bro, we learned a lot of shit. I know, which today, is crazy. I was pretty quiet a lot of times because this guy's like a damn dictionary. It's crazy. Yeah, like, man. you remember not only, like, people, but you remember dates. Like, I know, it, like, man. It's, it's hey, pretty wild. Like, Do you mind if, if we have you on, like, sometimes to check stuff? You know, we want you sure. on sometimes because yeah, we we'll need see. somebody knowledgeable. You can't just have him talking shit all the time. 
You know what I mean? Well, thanks for having me, guys. He likes yeah. drinking the hard shit. <laughs> you no, know, I do want a taste of that, though, man. Okay. You know what I mean? I, right. I don't have, like, another Woody Bar, so you're going to have to... See, I, 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 I don't that? really... It's called La, La... I don't know. You say that. I, I don't know. La, La Gallin or something? I don't know. La Gallin? Oh, yeah. hey, no, 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 no. I, I'm good. No, no, no. no. I'm, oh, I'm oh, going to sip, man, because okay. I don't want to drink out the bottom. Oh, there you go. We only got like. All right. Do you want to try it? I'll try. Yeah, I'll try it just a little bit. <laughs> All right. Glue, 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 glue. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to try it? Glue, 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 glue. This was, given to, us, this was given to us by Brother Bert. Oh, Brother Bert, we're gonna have him on the that. on the podcast too yeah. at some point. He he knows a lot of stuff. Hmm. You know. But really, he's uh, he's he, he's a, he's a whiskey guy. Me, everybody that knows me, I'm actually a Jack Daniels dude. I like that's my drink on top of everything. Fucking Jack Daniels over water. You know the, what I mean? The thing with me is I prefer like cheap alcohol. Me too. Is that weird? I know. Because I've had plenty we of just more that. expensive alcohol. And yeah. I'm like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> bro, I guess we're just we're just shitty like that. So oh, in this right mm. here, okay. You just came you, you just came back from the Philippines. Yeah. This right here, this is called Tagai. Okay. Tagai. Tagai. Tagai means everybody kind of drinks from the same cup. Oh, okay. So everybody gets okay. drunk at the same time. So, bro, you're honorary Filipino today, just like him. Tagai. Tagai, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm not Filipino. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks for having me on, guys. You want the little last bit? Sure. That's, not bad, That's, not That's very smooth. All, All right, right bro. All right. Thank you, man. Yeah, Thank appreciate you, bro. Thanks, thanks for coming hey, out, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. Hey, God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. God is good. <laughs>